Um, it's nice to be with you. It's been a while, hasn't it? Um, if you've been, um, thanks, Andrew. Um, if you've enjoyed holidays this summer, uh, it might feel like it's been a while. Um, if you're about to enjoy a holiday, I know that folks that don't aren't necessarily tied to school holidays get the joy of going away in September and October and things. So um, have a great time if you're about to go. Um, uh, I was in Wickford last week um, at um, New Life Church, and um, uh, they, um, it was the first time I've been there on a Sunday morning. I've, I've been at an evening meeting of theirs before, but it was great to get to be with them um, as, on a morning and... Um, uh, be part of their family for a morning and um, I think uh, do you remember Rob Purnell came here do you remember that we, those of you in the room that morning um, so that's basically their church it's a church that we're building relationship with that are part of the global legacy scene um, kind of connected to Pete Carter and that side of things um, uh, North Kent or Eastgate as they're about to be called or are called or I don't know um, but that's our relationship with them they're a pioneer church um, uh, as well um, uh, but it's just great to find other believers in our neck of the woods uh, that are running with similar things, similar heart where we get to build relationship with uh, so, um, so that's good um, I, there's a couple of verses that I shared with them last week and I'm aware I preached a similar message I used these verses I think a year ago um, but I just felt like I wanted to um, spend some time in them again if that's alright with you um, uh, I was really encouraged um, by Adrian's and Dave's messages recently. Um, Dave, you did a great job, mate, last week. Um, I just loved it. I was um, stripping wallpaper yesterday at home and um, got to catch up with both of their messages. And um, uh, I just felt like I wanted to pray for you both, um, if, if that's all right before we start. Um, no, 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 no. Did that come out wrong? Do you know, do you know I, if, if you haven't heard their messages, then we could either just, I'll sit down now and we'll just play them, or go away and listen to it in the week, please, because um, it's really good, and um, much of what they both shared has been on my heart for the last couple of weeks, and it just so ministered to me, and I believe it will to you. Um, I wanted to pray for them, because I felt in the worship that there is more for them. And I think that it felt like they stepped up a gear. I know, um, particularly Adrian, we haven't heard you preach for a little while. Um, and it, it was great to hear you again. Um, and I felt like you both stepped up a gear in your messages. And I felt like I just wanted to recognise something of what God is doing in both of you. So can you just stand up? Is that all right? And um, if you're near them, just stick a hand on them so they don't feel quite so embarrassed or exposed. Um, yeah, Lord Jesus, we, um, we just want, I just want to pray for Adrian and Dave right now. We just want to um, honour them. Lord, we are so grateful for them. We're so grateful for the gifts that they have for us as a church. And Father, I want to thank you that you have more for them. I want to thank you that there is a depth for them to now go to in the next season that is deeper than the last one. And I just want to declare over them fresh authority. And I declare something fresh from heaven in their preaching. Lord, thank you that you give us everything that we need 
for every single phase that we go through in life. And so, Lord, we ask you for the next stuff that they need for the next phase. Lord, we believe that you're leading these guys to lead us on into greater revelation, greater depths, greater intimacy with you. Lord, I just want to anoint their teaching gifts, both of them, right now. I just feel like there's something significant about your relationship together. I just was reminded of that verse about iron sharpening iron. And, um, and I just felt that there was something in that for you two of running together. Of, um, of I don't know, the, the, the sense of your friendship, your, um, your being together, working things out together, crafting things together, um, mulling things over. It's so, I just felt the delight of heaven on it. I felt like we, it's really important that we recognize as a church the gifts that are in our house and uh, to honor those. Not that we then reduce anybody else or don't you know, acknowledge others, but just to say, um, Lord, we, we, we um, love these guys, we treasure them, and uh, we lift them up this morning. And uh, Lord, we are excited about what you're going to do with these guys in the coming weeks and months. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Okay, amen. I um, I didn't so much want to preach this morning as um, uh, give you an opportunity to feast on Jesus. Um, You don't need another message. You know enough. And I didn't need to prepare another message. What I needed was to feast on Jesus. And um, so I've done a bit more of that <laughs> than prepare messages. And um, I just feel like whatever is going on for you right now, um, I, I loved what Maya, what you brought earlier on. Um, it's so good to know that the Father delights in us, isn't it? It's so good to know that we don't have to worry about anything. And um, I don't know if that even was recorded. I don't know how the recording gear works over here, was it? Um, I just felt like that was really powerful. <laughs> I'd just like to stick that on, you know, loop on my iPod or something, just to listen to it all week, just to let it resonate. And I just feel like if I can do anything this morning, I just want to highlight that. Um, I'd like us to break bread in a bit as part of our feasting on Jesus this morning. Um, and I'd like us to do it in a slightly different way. Um, so I reckon I'm going to stop speaking at 12 o'clock to facilitate us doing this. Um, so uh, I wonder if I could have a couple of people that could help. I'm looking at you over this way, you guys, whether you could just help. I want us to do it a little bit differently this morning. Um, we've got some of those little tiny cups. You know the crazy little ones? that Like shot glasses. Um, and uh, we've never used these sorts of things in communion before, breaking bread together before. Um, but I just felt this morning like I want us to do it together. And so I'm going to ask that we're going to get into a circle in a bit. And I'm going to ask that we break bread together, that we eat the bread together, down the wine together. Because there is something, I don't know how, the, the word communion, we don't often tend to use that word, do we? Um, I, I, it just, as I was thinking about this, it just spoke to me of our common union. Um, the, 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 the sense of our union in Christ, but the fact that we're his body. And we, we band the phrase round being the body of Christ a lot. <laughs> and I think we are over familiar with it. And uh, there is something about the closeness between a head and its body 
that I wanted us to realise afresh this morning. My head is very close to my body, isn't it? In fact, some would even say it's connected to my body, isn't it? And I want you guys to realise something this morning, that you are so connected to Jesus. And out of that, you're so connected to each other. <laughs> and we, and actually what I was supposed to be talking about this morning was I was supposed to be coming in doing a kind of a, a, more of a visionary kind of message to encourage us because we have a few struggles at the moment as a church family around how we function on a Sunday morning. And we've talked about these sorts of things before and I bring you know, these kind of rousing, you know, the virtues of serving kind of messages and you know, and, and I was thinking, okay, I'm, I, I can do that. And obviously we've got children's workers that, that are, are needing more help. And our welcome team needs more people. And our refreshments team and our setup team. And anything else with the word team in probably needs bolstering to some degree. And, um, and I was thinking, okay, I can, I can come in and do that whole message. And I just felt like I wanted to not do that at all. I feel like I want to approach this from the completely different end of things and I want to talk about love because I can talk about serving but the problem with serving is if we don't know that it's coming from a heart of love then really it's going to be duty and we don't need people serving out of duty. You know I'd rather my kids were in here and not in a group led by people that were serving from a sense of duty. I would rather nobody is welcomed (laughs) on the door if actually the welcome that they're going to get is because someone's been told that we need to welcome people. Because love will motivate us in a way that me cajoling you never ever will. And I think that we maybe need a time of rediscovering what love looks like. Because what love will do is it will transform the way things happen. You see, I've made a joke before that actually the purpose of rotors is to keep the numbers down. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's so that we're all not out serving our children. Because did you know there's so much glory on serving our children? Leo loves it. She absolutely loves spending time with your children, just painting with them, just sitting there telling them about Jesus, whatever it is. She just, you know, there's as much glory on that as there is in the holiest moments in here. And I think this is broader than just Sunday mornings. I think this is about life. You know, it's just as holy a moment to discipline my two boys when they're kicking each other. That's just as much me bringing the kingdom as it is up here preaching or us singing our songs with our hands in the air. And what we do is we separate things out that one is more holy than the other, that somehow one is more important than the other. And it really isn't. And we've somehow, I think, got to recover something of this because we're a family, aren't we? And families are... Principally, a family working well, let me put it this way, because I know that as to your experience of family might not look like this, but my family, we love each other. 
you don't have to ask me to feed my children because I want to feed them, because I love them. You don't have to ask me to bath my children because I want to make sure that they are well looked after, because I love them. Um, Fifteen years ago, I married Leo. <laughs> we, um, we had our anniversary, and um, uh, it changed everything. Come on now. I'm having a moment, Lorraine. I'm having a moment. Was it, who was it? Was it you? Sorry, Lorraine. Um, it, you got married 15 years ago as well, you cheeky monkeys. It changed everything. Because I fell in love with somebody. And the natural response was to give my life away. It's, it's just the natural response. And what we're talking about is a discovery that we are loved by the King of Kings. And if Leo's love for me would cause me to give my life away for her, how much more does the realisation that the Father loves me? As those verses say in Isaiah 40, that my warfare is over that my iniquity has been dealt with, that I've received double as an inheritance, how much more is that news going to cause me to give my life away? And I don't want to talk about serving first. I don't want to talk about where we're experiencing lack at the moment. I just don't want to do it. I want us to have our hearts melted again for each other. You know, I want us to fall in love as a family again because that will change everything. And you know, those verses in Isaiah 40, if you read them through, it gets down to the bottom in verse 5 where it says that as we experience that, which is what I believe those verses are talking about, as we manifest love together, the glory of the Lord is revealed to a world that don't know it. And the only way that the world out there are ever going to discover the good news of the gospel is when they see it in us. And um, for me, I think I've had a bit of a wake-up call this week. <laughs> I, um, I realised a little while ago, a few years ago, I was quite fearless around pressing into the goodness of God, exploring the goodness of God, relishing in his goodness, relishing in what that means for us as a family. And I think, bit by bit, I've just got a bit jaded. I think frustration can build up in life, can't it? We can experience disappointment. We can experience conflict. And I think you can go through that a number of times. And after a period of time, love just starts to ebb away. And therefore, joy starts to ebb away. And I'm really aware that I've been a happier chap in previous seasons <laughs> than the one I've, I've realised I've been in for a little while. And, um, and I think there's times where fear has crept in. Because that's what happens when love starts to ebb away, isn't it? We start to notice fear more than we do love. 
And um, we as a church, I think, have experienced that in the last few years. Um, uh, we, um, a few years ago, there was a guy called John Crowder who um, we opened our building up to. And uh, he carries an amazing message of our union with Christ. And I was so gripped by this message that I wanted so many people to hear it. And um, instead what it did was um, it became a, a kind of a pivotal moment, didn't it, for the church. And for those of you that have been around for a little while and lived through that season with us, um, you know, it got to a point where um, uh, I became fearful and reticent around talking about some of these aspects of the goodness of God and, and actually the gospel. And sometimes it's easier to bring messages that are more about cajoling people to do things than it is to talk about the scandal of, of the message of the gospel, of just how good the love of God is. And um, so this week I was um, at another John Crowder event <laughs> and um, I was with him in London this week and uh, I was able just to sit with him, we went out for a meal, and I was just talking through the last couple of years. And um, at one point I was a bit worried that I might have actually depressed him. Um, <laughs> someone that is well known for being extremely full of joy all of the time. I thought for a minute, oh my goodness, I've, I've, I've killed it. <laughs> and... Um, uh, and uh, I think... The reason I wanted to mention it was because I feel like I wanted to, um, uh, I just want to come against lies, really. I want to come against fear. Um, you know, John carries a great message. Um, if you trawl the internet looking for bad things about somebody, you'll find them. And you'll do the same about Bill Johnson and, you know, anybody else that is, is somebody that you know, you might also get a lot of life from. Um, and John is no different. You know, his inbox is full of nasty things um, that come to him, unfortunately, because there's a lot of people that don't want to hear the good news about the, the gospel. Um, but he's been a really helpful person for me. And I think this week, um, just being able to uh, experience um, something of the joy of the gospel again, it just came as a wake-up call, really. And I just thought, man, I've really let fear rob me, haven't I? I've really let um, uh, frustration or insecurity or, you know, because I had to, I think in a way I, I wised up in a wrong way after that. You know, I, I learned there's certain things that you can do and don't do in churches because after that weekend, um, uh, we as an eldership team, but me particularly, I, I got told very, very strongly by most leaders that I came across that I was wrong in what I did. And um, I think when you get told that you're wrong, you start to become a bit more cautious, don't you? And um, uh, I, I, um, I don't really want to answer that one. Um, but what I do want to do this morning is bring us back to Jesus because that's the journey that I've found myself on this week. And um, this isn't a one-week-only deal. Um, I think um, we'll pick up on this again next week because um, it was more important to us that we break bread. Um, I realise I haven't used any notes at all um, around any of the passage in Isaiah, um, but I've so enjoyed receiving his comfort this week. Um, his comfort has just been lovely this week. You know?
And um, if you need to know comfort this morning, please let the gospel, let the truth, let the fact that Jesus hung on a tree for you. You know the word passion? The word passion came from a Latin word. It wasn't originally, I don't think it wasn't a Bible word. It came later. Um, The word passion means willing suffering. And just as we were worshipping, it just struck me how willing Jesus was for you. That his love reaches so far to each one of us. You know, his love reaches further than the evil whip that he was scourged with. Do you know that? His love reaches further. This is just while we're in worship, I was just struck with just some of these images. And uh, I was thinking about his love and how strong it is. And his love was stronger than the nails that Jesus was nailed to the cross. It's stronger because it couldn't hold him. His love for you this morning is bigger than that. It's stronger than that. It's better than that. Do you know his love for you this morning is stronger than the tomb? Any tomb. More secure than any tomb, any shelter. More secure. That it's more, what can we say about the stone? (laughs) His love is stronger than any stone, any rock, any barrier that could separate you from him. And the glory of relationship with him. You know, I was just thinking about the look on Mary's face (laughs) when she saw Jesus for the first time. The glory of that is what we have every day, don't we? And I want us to get lost in it again. I want us to get just so filled up in it again. Um, I wonder if you guys could um, just get these. The the cups are here. Um, The wine's here. There you go. There's... um, is this okay? Is this really heavy? I promise we'll do more joy next week. I'm starting with love, if that's all right. Um, Dave had some great jokes last week. I don't remember any of them, um, but they really made me smile. And um, uh, thanks. There's a big destiny on this church. Amen? There's a big destiny on guys like Dave and Adrian. You guys. Martin and Lynn, there's a big destiny on you guys. Mark and Joe. Etty. I could just go around the room. Ollie. (laughs) I could just keep going. There's a big destiny on everyone in this room. And there is something, if I'm going to do anything inspiring this morning, visionary this morning, there, it just feels to me like there is something of a hiding away, of a being in the shadows, of a, of a cautionary thing that maybe we've lived under for a while. And, um, and I feel like God wants to put the roar back 
in us. I feel like he wants to put the love roar back in us because actually it is a love thing that is going to transform, um, isn't it? It's, 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 it's love that is actually going to transform everything. It's what's going to transform us. We will never have a problem. Did you know we will never have a problem with rotors? We will never have a problem with lack when we get this. We really won't. Ruth, you're looking like, I'm not sure, Pete. I'm not sure. (laughs) I've handled difficult rotors for a while. Because we'll give our lives away for love. We really will. If we knew there was a lonely person in this church and love was flying through us, they wouldn't feel loneliness. They really wouldn't. If, if we were out of money for whatever reason, it won't happen. Because actually there is, there's a lot more joy in just giving all your money away than we realise too. Because it's Jesus's anyway, isn't it? I feel like there is... It feels kind of revolutionary in a way. Um, I'm not trying to start a revolution, but maybe I am. I don't know. Um, These are really little cups, aren't they? Please don't try and take a sip and pass it on. Because you, you won't get much as the recipient. Um, I wonder if we can clear the chairs. Is that okay? And we're going to get into a circle. I know that um, as I've been speaking this morning, it might have been coming as a bit of a jolt. And um, uh, in a way I'm glad about that. Um, oh, thank you very much. Um, don't eat your bread yet. Okay? We're going to go for simultaneous bread consumption. I know that um, we live in a world where commitment is something which is not taken as seriously, maybe as in previous generations. And um, where I was talking about our, our wedding anniversary this week, 15 years, you know, there are some folks that would consider 15 years a long time, and you know, by maybe some people's standards, a 15-year marriage, wow, that's a long, long time. And I know that, you know, we've got examples, of, you know, in this room of guys that been married way longer, and um, Leo and I have got a lot of catching up to do. Um, thanks, Alan. Um, but um, you know, there's something about commitment that I would think we can rediscover. As a church, as a family, it's something about covenant for us to rediscover. But it starts with this covenant, doesn't it? It starts with the covenant that Jesus made in his blood with us. And there's something really, really powerful about us recognizing this. I love that there's so much fun in this room, but everyone's going, yeah, but this is really important as well. <laughs> and that's fine. We, we, there is total freedom to put a smile on your face through this. I, you know, this is a love feast, isn't it? This is a love feast. It's because Jesus loves us. It's, that word passion, he's so passionate about you. He was so passionate that he went through all of the cross, all of the crucifixion, but also the resurrection and the ascension. And now we get to stand here with these little things. 
And somehow we are connected to that truth, to him. We are his body. He is our head. And we love him, don't we? So Jesus, we just want to say, Lord, we love you. We are so grateful for your love. We are so grateful. It's the biggest understatement. Jesus, this is just a response, Jesus. This is the most logical thing that I could think this morning for us to do. Jesus, we want to give ourselves to you afresh this morning. Lord, we want to recognize that you are our head, that you are the source, that you are the living word. Jesus, that you have absolutely once and for all eradicated the sin problem, that our warfare is truly over that we now stand in unity with you, now connected to you, King Jesus, and you would call us your body. And so, Jesus, we just do this in response. Thank you, Jesus, for your body. Thank you that it was broken for us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Chomp away. Mm. There is something that was so offensive when Jesus spoke this out, wasn't there? Of eating his flesh and drinking his blood. And I know there's some weird transubstantiation deal that the Catholics kind of got their heads around. I'm not advocating that. But I'm saying, guys, there's a connection. We've got to see the connection to Jesus. And the connection doesn't stop here. The connection, like I said, it's when you're at home with the kids. It's when you're on the school run. The connection to Jesus is just as close and just as sweet and just as true when you're on the train with the guy who's going to the football match who doesn't even know that there's a father in heaven who loves him. And Jesus is just there as much there as he is here. Amen. Jesus, thank you for your blood. Jesus, there was more than enough blood to cleanse every sin. And Jesus, we, we drink this this morning. Jesus, in response to that, we drink this this morning because we want to point each other towards it. We want to point every part of our beings towards that. Because that cleanses everything. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. It's mm. great, thank you, guys. We're um, we're out of time. Um, thank you for this morning. Thanks for listening. Thanks for receiving what I've said. Um, I want you to feel secure <laughs> um, that we're a family that um, are moving on in the things of God, and um, we want to um, uh, re-establish some things, don't we? And, uh, you know, everything of the, the fruit of the Spirit, really, is to be re-established. Um, so just this week, you know, homework. <laughs> Spend time with Jesus this week. Just let him bubble up this week in everything you're doing. Just notice him in situations, places. When you come up against friction or frustration or anxiety or worry or whatever it is, let the reality of Jesus bubble up this week. Okay? And the more we do it, the more love rises in us, the more we recognize his love for us. It is going to just gradually change our culture. I promise. It really will. Um, So uh, thank you so, so much.